Hello, and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, Davis, after a truly fun sports weekend, obviously the opening weekend for March Madness, some people live for that, it's become like Vegas's biggest weekend if you're a group of dudes, heck of a time to go to Vegas. Uh also the WBC, how about that, uh, highly contested on the interstate, uh, what does it mean, what doesn't it mean, uh, but man, means a lot to some people, and that's kind of what matters. I want to do the men's basketball tournament first because uh, I'll say this. There are a lot of sporting events. Okay, Jake, nice. Aiming wide to start. Even like the Masters, which I'll be talking about in a couple weeks, and, um, you know, obviously the big ones, the Super Bowl, World Series, um, the Olympics, World Cup. You know, sports has a way of showing up. I mean, you catch yourself in a good hockey playoff matchup. My goodness, a hockey game seven, guys are like falling apart on the ice. What the NCAA tournament has the ability to do is insane. Um, It's never once let you down. There's been golf tournaments that the final round doesn't really matter. The guy's got a lead and he rides it out. Nice. Cool. There's been World Series that are sweeps or blowouts or whatever it is. Somehow, the men's NCAA tournament brings it every year. Um, And in a way, I don't want to say it's gone too far. We saw another 16 beat a 1, which... I think I'm going to zag a little bit. When a 16 had never beaten a 1, that was so cool. And then it happened, and the one time happened, and you're like, this is incredible, this has never happened, this is sports. Um, What was it, UMBC beat Virginia, Virginia. right? Um, And then the storyline on top of that, that Virginia the next year comes back and they they do the damn thing. That was, like, perfect. That was, like, the perfect sports world. I couldn't remember if it was they had just won or won the next year and never looked it up. Yeah, they they followed up. So some of those guys that were going to have to live with that curse of being the crew that lost, um, they come back and win it the next year. We had another 16 get a win, and I, I don't want to take away from it. And the fact that it's Purdue, who they have now had a recent history. They lost to the 15, and I think they lost to a 13 the year before that. It's really unreal what they have been doing. Um, but every year, uh, you've just, you find yourself watching a game that otherwise, if it was on the TV, on the TV... Miami, last night, they played a game. No, I I shouldn't start there. But it's just to prove the point that Miami and Indiana were playing a tight game last night, that if that was just on on a Tuesday night during the year, it wouldn't really matter. K-State, Kentucky, um, and you get engulfed in these games that – I mean, man, the sports gambling side of it, there was a shot that went in yesterday that we should finish there. Let's circle back in the timeline because you guys know I like being a cron pod. Thursday, games tip off. We were doing some warehousey stuff. Um, Eddie and friends, that'll be, that'll be a unique one. And Virginia played Furman. 
One of the first games of the day. Virginia, like we mentioned, the one seed that originally got knocked off. Tony Bennett's still there. They still play a different brand of basketball. Them and Purdue play a slower style of basketball. Um, as we've seen basketball on every level, pick it up, pace, tempo, shots, threes, all of it. They were playing Furman. Uh, they have a lead at the half, and, you know, we're playing a good game, but Virginia, you know, they're in control. They have the ball. They're getting fouled. If they make their free throws, they should be home. Bless his heart. Um, the guard on Virginia... I believe it's Clark or Franklin. He throws it away. He's in the trap. He's in the trap in the corner, and you just see the panic kick in. He throws it to midcourt. The Furman big man is right there, snags it, makes the pass. In NCAA tournament history, whenever that pass is made and a guy is stepping into a three-pointer, it feels like it goes in at an 85% clip. Um, my UConn Huskies going back. Derek Williams, if you forget about how good he was in college, he had one of those looks that would have beat my UConn Huskies. It did not go in. Um, and the Furman Paladins. Foolish Bailey's Furman Paladins. They beat Virginia, and the tournament is off, right? Like, Virginia's a four seed. You could believe in them going to the Sweet 16 easily. You could believe in them making a little bit of a run, Elite Eight. Why not? They've been, in, they've been a solid program. They got a natty. They're out instantly. And just like that, March had begun again. Uh, your one seeds the rest of that day, Alabama, Houston, Kansas, they were fine. Um, Houston got a little bit of a game from Northern Kentucky. Otherwise, they were clear. Uh Texas rolled over Colgate. UCLA is fine. Arizona, a two seed, gets beaten by Princeton, who Princeton is a team that's got a weird amount of tournament success uh, in their runs, the Princeton offense being named that. I think there's something spooky to that. I don't know if there's ghosts. They take down Arizona. I mean, Arizona, that's a team people had winning the whole damn thing. They go down opening night. People thought Oral Roberts was going to take down Duke. Duke rolled on them. Penn State beat A&M, a team a lot of team had making a run, one of the most underseeded teams in the tournament, quote-unquote. Penn State rolled on them. Um, Tennessee survives Louisiana in a close game. Uh, Maryland gets essentially a, uh, well, they survive a potential buzzer beater from West Virginia. Up and down the board. I mean, you just get sucked into these games, man. That on a normal weekend, previous to this, college basketball starts up in October, September, October. That a lot of these games mean nothing to you. You have your one team or your one conference normally that you're into. You find a couple big games along the way. Some of those weird early midseason tournaments, maybe you, you lock into those. And then the upset of the tournament, like I talked about, Fairleigh Dickinson beats Purdue. Uh, the shortest team in the country, Fairleigh Dickinson, beats Purdue. The one seed with Zach Eady, like the biggest human on the planet. 
And yeah, man, I mean, I, I was ready to give the Fairleigh Dickinson coach some crap because they won their 16 versus 16 playing game and they caught him on camera saying, I like our matchup versus Purdue. We can beat them. I thought that was going to be so much egg in their face. Like, I thought they were going to lose by 50 and it would become a joke. They believed in it and they were right. Um, Fairleigh Dickinson from my Northeast Conference lost to Central Connecticut State this year. Those are 100 facts. So is CCSU technically a national champion? I don't know. I don't know if you can label them that way. Um, and they were just fun, man. I mean, Fairleigh Dickinson, they've, they've got the classic un- undersized tournament guard who looked like the fastest guy you've ever seen play basketball. Um, and yeah, literally the shortest team in the country taking down number one Purdue, who their tournament history, yikes, has been so bad recently. Gonzaga survives a Grand Canyon scare. Told you guys when I was filling it out, if Grand Canyon got pretty much anyone else that wasn't Gonzaga, would have been in on that. Xavier su- survives Kennesaw State. Um, and they actually keep it moving, and they looked good. Kansas State looks really good. They've got uh, Marquise Noel at point guard, another undersized college guard guy that, is just as fully in control of a game as you'll ever see. Uh, what were some of the other ones? TCU, Arizona State. They survived that one, which they moved on to face Gonzaga, which a lot of people really liked as two of the better teams in the tournament. Memphis kind of gets jobbed, and people are wondering if the NCAA hates Penny Hardaway. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily that, but a t- couple brutal calls. In that game, jump ball that should not have been called. Um, And this day for me was big for my UConn Huskies. I'm a UConn Husky fan. Uh, The program's been in a weird spot. They went to the AAC. The competition just wasn't good enough there that if you got a couple losses in the season, which you were gonna, it just kind of killed your season. Um, That... They were back. This was a team that was ranked number two in the country at one point. They got a four seed, which was pretty tough, and they were in the West region. That was pretty stacked. And they drew Iona in round one. I know it's a 13-4, but you see Patino on the other sideline. That's something. UConn is down at the half, 39-37. They turn it on in a big way in the second half. 50-24 to in the second half. The Huskies roll. Um, it was good to see my Huskies do that. Was really hoping for a Sweet 16 berth out of this tournament to kind of get their program on track. Um, little newsflash, they get it. Um, and the bracket lines up really good for them. Those two days of college basketball are insane. Like, if you let yourself get caught up in that, if you give yourself the Thursday and Friday to kick off March Madness, my goodness, your brain starts turning into scrambled eggs. That Saturday and Sunday where there's a game every hour on the hour, basically, it still doesn't feel as powerful. Like, it just feels like a slow speed, which is just craziness because there's constant games. Alabama looks incredible. Uh, Quinterly is going. I picked them to win it all. Uh, I think if you guys listen to that, you know. Miller, I think he's the best player in the tournament. Um, And he was still playing with an injured groin and... Didn't really max out in these games, and they still won blowouts. Uh, I think Alabama. I think Alabama runs this thing. The one team that 
probably can give them the biggest scare is Houston. They roll over Auburn in the second round. Uh, those teams seem to be on a collision course for the championship. But the reason we play out this whole damn tournament, um, Arkansas beats Kansas 72-71. Huge second half from Pig Suey. Eric Musselman's got his shirt off with the last name Musselman. Hmm? Life finds a way sometimes. Um, and by the way, ergo why I'm excited about my Huskies, they get Arkansas. They got a path to the Elite Eight. I mean, good team. And at this point in the tournament, and that's where this tournament is special every year, that I don't care if you're number two Texas or number eight Arkansas or number one or number nine FAU. Like, you're at a certain point, the seed just goes out the door and you are in this tournament as equals. Texas survives Penn State. UCLA survives Northwestern. Tennessee Duke was a fun one. Tennessee is one of the more bizarre teams you'll ever watch. Their guard play isn't very good. They lost their starting point guard going into the tournament. But it seems like whenever they get a shot, it goes in. <clears throat> they are one of the biggest wild cards of this tournament because it on offense, whenever you see a player taking a shot attempt, you... It's got, like, a really good chance to go in. It's it's just getting to that at some point. Um, that was a really fun game to watch. And then Princeton, the 15 seed, they will go to the Sweet 16. New Jersey has become a basketball powerhouse. Doug Eddert from last year. Audio Jack knows him. Princeton. They're going to the Sweet 16, 15 seed. That's always cool. Um, and, yeah, I feel like I came off too hard on Fairleigh Dickinson and Purdue for having it happen again. I should not. I'm happy for them. Like I said, Northeastern Conference. My UConn Huskies turned it on again against St. Mary's to go to the Sweet 16. They are a dangerous team, a program that believes. I'm happy they are where they are. They're heading out to Vegas. Did I look at flights? Michigan State beats Marquette. Shaka Smart. Um, this game was really close down the stretch. I think it was a tied game. And Shaka Smart, during the timeout, had the team do a 15-second a breathing exercise together instead of, like, talking X's and O's. They ended up losing by nine. A little bit out on Shaka Smart for the minute. Don't get me wrong. I believe in some good breath and breathing exercises, but... When you've got two minutes to draw up some plays and talk about basketball and a timeout to go to the Sweet 16, let's do that. Let's do that. Zags, they beat TCU late night. Um, they turned it on in the second half. Drew Timmy, still doing it. Still doing it. Mustache, headband, and all. Um, he is more redeeming than young, angsty Drew Timmy. An old final run, Drew Timmy. I have been enjoying him more. You either kind of love him or hate him. Not a big middle area guy. Creighton goes on, had that in my bracket. Stop bragging, Jake. Your bracket's pretty bad. <clears throat> Xavier, Creighton, and UConn. Go Big East, baby. Like that a lot. Um, K-State, if you get a chance to watch them coming up. Um, the point guard, Noel. I, it's my second time shouting him out. He... I think he was second in the nation in assists. Hit some huge shots for them. 
just speed, anticipation, and passing that you like. If you're anyone that played basketball, he makes the passes you dream about making, and he does it in control. Like, he's not trying to force it. Um, and a really good story there. The new coach for K-State, like, turned the whole program around in one year. They were joking. He got hired, like, literally a year from the day, and they were awful. I think they only had one player coming back or something. So when you get those stories in the NCAA tournament, and that's why it's incredible. Florida Atlantic takes down Fairleigh Dickinson. Sorry. It's a good game. Back and forth, but FAU had in control. 33 wins out of Florida Atlantic this year. Most in the most in the bracket. I don't know, man. I uh it's where I started this and it's where I'll where I'll kind of wrap it up. Every year. Joe's McFly walked in before we started recording this and he said has the NCAA tournament been mid this year? No. No. We had a 16 beat a 1. 15 beat a 2. Princeton's going to the Sweet 16. You, get, you got a couple of the big dogs there. The tournament brings it every year. Um, probably did too much sports gambling on it, if I'm being honest, at a certain point. Yesterday, I bet on every game, <laughs> which was just a little aggressive. Make sure you bet responsibly. Did the UConn under hitting by one point matter to me? Yes. Yes, it did. But that's gambling, and that's actually where I'll wrap it up, because also, <laughs> TCU, late night. It's Sunday. If you're a sports fan, if you're a a sports gambler, you've been put through the ringer of this weekend. It's the biggest weekend of the year. If you're if you're a sports gambler, TCU plus four and a half. The series of events that ensued, and some of you might not be into this at all. Just absolutely unreal that TCU plus four and a half, meaning they were giving four and a half points. They're down seven. They hit a three to make it four with five seconds left. So game's almost over. TCU fouls. Gonzaga guy goes to the line. Both free throws. Bing, bong. There's five. There's six. .7 seconds on the clock. TCU rolls the ball up. Guys are dapping up, shaking hands at midcourt. TCU guy throws one up. If you haven't seen it, I, I would look it up. Three-point shot goes in. TCU loses by three. If you're a TCU better, you are as happy as you've ever been in your life. If you're on Gonzaga, you feel a level of pain that you can't get in a lot of areas of life. So maybe that's my in-summary. The NCAA basketball tournament, it guarantees you entertainment every year. There's incredible storylines, and if you're in the sports gambling world, my word, mm. you see some things that put you in disbelief. In disbelief. If someone, if one player on Gonzaga decided to guard that guy a little ahead of midcourt, probably doesn't make it, shot doesn't go in. The amount of money that switches hands between parlays and regular bets and everything <laughs> it's really a crazy world. Um, 
Anything on the tourney, Biebs? Oh, we're talking a little gambling. I did this, uh, you know, saw a guy on TikTok basically say, yeah, he puts mm. a unit on every single 12, 13, 14. Right. Uh, and basically, like, like two of those will happen and you at least break even, yeah. basically. And uh, so I did it. Kind of didn't happen in the process of picking all those. You know, there's just a lot of games. I accidentally included Princeton. So okay, there we go. I that, ended up in a good spot. That was uh, Alex Grapp, new to our office. He told me about that theory, and then I was very mad at him because he said the one team he didn't bet was Princeton, and I was like, "All right, if you're gonna run that theory at me, you can't pick and choose." No, are you doing all That's of them? That's not or the you're theory. Not? You probably should have just included 15s. But. You got to do them all. Or even if you skip the 16s, I guess. <laughs> Dan Rourke with a good tweet. Just DJ LeMahieu's picture and stats from spring, and he labeled it healthy. Nice. That's just good. So, I love the NCAA tournament. It has an argument for best event in sports. Um, continue to watch with me. Continue to watch some Huskies. Basketball, as we get back on the map, baby. Blue Bloods, Hurley. That's the tournament. Let's do a little World Baseball Classic, because it is uh, the news in the sports world. And I'll, um, I'm just going to come at it head on. We got a lot to do today, and this might be high and tight. And, hey, I guess baseball world, people kind of want my opinion. So I'll tell you. And we just did this on Talking Baseball a little bit that just got released. Um, cause I saw, I live on the internet, so I'm, I'm not going to play dumb and I we know use Twitter. a lot of it was KFC from Barstool and Hey, a lot of, some of his stuff is for clicks. And by the way, he did come back and he was like, Hey, I, I realize this is kind of cool. And it's, it's where if you listen to talking baseball, my, my guy, John is frustrated because like a lot of situations in life and it's not the best for your Twitter click or your view. Every side has a good point that, hey, if you're a guy, a pitcher especially, that you're working for a new contract, it's going to the WBC and ramping up and getting away from your throwing schedule the best for you? Probably not. And as long as the, se- as long as the WBC is held before the season, that's going to be a problem. Um, okay, so there's that. John? To his credit, and you have to be careful how you phrase it, right? Because you don't want to come off as this, like, American nationalist. But we are into our World Series, and we call it the best league in the world. And we say, you know, if a team wins it, we say they're the champions of the universe and corny lines like that. So we have our World Series. Other countries have other leagues that are very important. Um, Japan, the Caribbean League, and we see teams celebrate those. For the World Baseball Classic, A, it's that feeling of country that you can't replicate anywhere else. You see it in the Olympics. You know, I, I, just, I just raved about, you know, if you watch a college basketball game. Kansas State, the kid hooked me in. It was Kansas State, Kentucky, Marquise Noel, the point guard, little guy, absolute stud. He hooked me in. He won me over. He won the crowd. It's one of my favorite lines from Gladiator. Win over the, cla- win over the crowd. I say it when I talk about Blitzball sometimes, and I feel like a little dorky when I do that. But um, 
when you're playing for your country or feel like you're playing for something bigger, you just feel that more, man. And when Trey Turner hits a game-winning, essentially a game-winning Grand Slam, that is a different emotion than if he hit a game-winning World Series Grand Slam. Both are very good. Trey Turner would like both of those a lot. The World Baseball Classic one, you get into the phrase meaning more, and it it turns into the like the sports conversation when you start comparing players and who's better. Who's better, Mookie Betts or Aaron Judge? I don't know, man. I mean, Judge's pretty damn good. Mookie's pretty damn good. Mookie's a little faster. Judge has more power. They both got bat to ball. Like, you know, could Mookie be better than Judge this year? He could. Could Judge be better than Mookie? He could. Um, And I think you just have to view World Baseball Classic through a a similar lens as that. Because I will now counter myself. Sports, sports radio. Is that I say that's also what this is all about. Me, me, BBD, and half our office out here, we could debate Judge and Mookie for eight hours today. I mean, till the end of, till the end of time. That might be dramatic. I don't know if we could debate it till the end of time, but, you know. No, no Mookie Betts' career war? 56.4. Whew. Led the National League in runs last year. A casual 35 homers. Fifth in MVP voting. Um, Somewhat quietly, like his best year besides the MVP year. I think he's better defensively than Judge. And he's got six gold gloves that show that. But by how much is he better? By how much? Judge, Judge broke the home run record last year. Like, it's sports and it's the beauty of sports and all of that. The WBC is cool. And... To what level you think that is your own prerogative. And the biggest thing I landed on, and it was my biggest thing on Talking Baseball. However much you care about it, cool. I'll be honest, I've been touch and go a little bit. People in the chat, you know, we we go live on AMP these days. You know, some of the early games or super late games. I even told you that first USA game at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Wasn't altering sleep schedules. That's for a it. little bit of a sacred time for me for the qualifying round. If it was a Yankees playoff game, do you think I would have treated that differently? Yes. We treat Yankees regular season games differently. Yeah, I I wouldn't miss that. So there's obviously a sliding scale here, and it's picked up as it gone, and we saw it in the semifinal games this weekend. That there's just a different allure to the World Baseball Classic. And we've kind of walked you through it. The, the Czech pitcher that strikes out Otani. The Czech team getting their first win. The kid from Nicaragua getting signed by the Tigers. Getting an opportunity at a career of Major League Baseball. Um, Our own Peter Moylan talked about what it did for his career. We've seen it. I've seen it live. And that created a monster. Peter Moylan should be slinging roofing tile in Australia instead. He's the king of Atlanta, basically. Um, That it all culminated this weekend with, um, you know, the quarterfinals and semifinals. The Trey Turner home run. um, 
It is going to be one of the coolest moments of Trey Turner's career. He's played in World Series. He's played in playoff games. Will it be the thing he's most remembered for? I don't know. I mean, he's about to play, what, nine years in Philly? Yeah, that team's pretty good. If Philly reels off three championships, maybe not. But say Philly doesn't. And say Trey's really good and, you know, he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. I think... There's it, recency bias, and I haven't thought more on it, but I uh, I haven't sat down to really try to remember, but it, I can't remember a, a moment specifically more cool. You know, the, the emotions you feel, and not to get too heavy about it, but that emotion Trey Turner had when he hit that home run, that was real. That was real for him. And that's, I've gotten into a place where I'm 33 I'm a thir- I'm a 33 year old married man. I'm toast. It's over. Whoa. Um. But when you say what does it mean? Don't put yourself in other people's shoes for what it means. Because to Trey Turner, I bet that home run was pretty cool. Silvio Bracco, the pitcher that gave it up. I bet that wasn't pretty cool. I bet that stung, man. Um, And that's just, you know, if you follow European soccer, they have a bunch of different cups and uh, Carabao Cup, the Premier League, the champion. Like, what does it all mean? Something. But also in the realm of life, I don't don't know. You know, uh, what, what does Fairleigh Dickinson beating Purdue mean? I don't know, it's a, it's a really cool thing for them, for those kids to say. They'll have that for the rest of their life. How about the other side of the NCAA tournament games? We're seeing when you see the walk-ons get subbed in at the end of the game. What does that mean? A walk-on gets subbed in for 45 seconds. They get to say they played in the NCAA tourney. I mean, if you really want to chop them down, you say, hey, it was a 35-point game. You didn't touch the ball. Who cares? Who cares? That tournament that I just said guarantees fun every year and drama and entertainment, they were a part of that. And that's really cool. In the World Baseball Classic, I think this year has taken a major jump as we saw a lot of the USA players at least offensively participate. The pitchers is really tricky. And we talked about that last time. If, if they find a midseason way to do that in maybe two or three tight weeks, that would be the only way to get there. Uh, but for now, the tournament's in a really good place, and we had a couple incredible moments. The, the Mexico-Puerto Rico game was off the chart. Randy Rosarena just can't stop performing in a big game. Um, you know, I don't know if you believe in clutch and baseball might be the toughest sport to believe in it, but I don't know. You'd be foolish to bet against that guy at any point in any big game. Um, and yeah, I mean, tell, you know, tell Joe's, our guy, Joe's McFly, that DRPR game and the intensity in that stands and what it means to those people. And, you know, just trash talk. I mean, 
If you play or are involved in any activity, if you're good at playing cribbage, you're good at a video game, if you're good at whatever, what does it mean? I don't know. If, if in that moment you're the best MLB the show player in the world and you won that tournament, God, that'd feel pretty good. And there'd be a massive chunk of people that would tell you like, oh, it doesn't, what does it really mean? You play a lot of video games, nerd? You know, what, you start getting into philosophical what does anything mean questions. And if you're there, you've gone too far. Because people are enjoying this. The stands are sold out. People are watching. People are having fun. People are competing. And that's kind of all it is. So, I, you know, we get Japan-Mexico tonight, and we're about to see Roki Sasaki, 21-year-old flamethrower that at some point is going to be on the MLB radar. I mean, what if he just shoves tonight? People are watching. There's not a lot of sports competition on tonight. It's a Monday night. You got some women's NCAA tournament. There's probably an NBA game or two. A lot of people are going to be watching this kid. And if he goes out and does what he can do, I don't know, man. (laughs) The MLB will try to get involved to get this kid over as fast as possible. And, you know, (laughs) again, there's some American bullshit there, right? Because... There's a league in Japan that's pretty good. And and everyone thinks this Japan and USA are going to meet up in the championship. And what if Japan beats USA? How far off is their league? You know, it, that becomes the question that, hey, enjoy it. It's competitive baseball. The at-bats are fun. Guys are trying, which in spring training you don't always know. Remember when the story of spring training for a little bit was the Dodgers prospect Vargas that hadn't swung yet. Is that more fun to you than the World Baseball Classic? I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't say so. I'd say I like seeing these guys compete. Do the injuries suck? Sure. The Diaz injury, what do you do? There's always going to be at least one of those. Like Everybody in the world said that going in because it's spring training. There's just during... This two-week period, someone's going to get lost for the year. And it wasn't even like celebrating, celebrating. It's not like he got tackled. He like hopped. It it was purely a freak thing. And I've, in my head, I've decided that anytime freak injuries happen, you know, when you see the pitcher throw and their arm looks like it stopped working and you go, ooh, I hate that or ACLs or whatever even happened to Edwin, or even Kendry's Morales, who's got the famous walk-off, jumped on home plate, broken ankle. If that's going to happen, I feel like it's going to happen. And maybe I just mentally have to live that way, and you can feel however you want, but if it was so close to happening... It feels like it was going to happen at some point. Mariano tours ACL shag and flies. Right. And and maybe I'm wrong. I don't have a lot of science behind me there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Altuve one sucks. He gets in the hand with a pitch. He's going to be out 8 to 10 weeks. Altuve is, you know, the head of the snake for the Houston Astros. If that was Judge or even if it was LeMayhew or if it was whoever it was, 
I would hate that, but I also like to genuinely think that could happen in spring training too. I mean, uh, you know, Justin Turner got hit in the face, right? Like, I don't know. It, it's baseball. You're playing a sport. It's part of the reason that, you know, that sports are like our modern-day gladiators, that, you know, there's a risk when you play basketball. There's a massive risk when you play football. There's a risk when you play baseball that, I don't know, Arenado got one in the hand, and he was okay. Just freak stuff. Altuve got one in the hand. He's out eight to ten weeks. So it's Like, like I, I know there's some, like, stuff around, like, yeah, they needed some more length out of Bard, so he was a little more strained than normal. But you can get hit in the hand any pitch. Like, it, it just happens. You take any time a pitcher throws a pitch. Get guess what? It's got a chance of coming right back at you. Yeah. It has a chance. Every pitcher is one throw away from being out for the year and out for next year. So, um, I like it. If you don't like the World Baseball Classic, that's okay. You don't have to watch. But guess what? If all your baseball friends were tuning in last night, I bet you tuned in. And doesn't mean as much as a World Series. Probably depends who you're talking to. If it's someone who's got a World Series or two in the bag, like Trey Turner, and he gets that home run too, at this point right now in that moment, it sure did mean more. Um, you know, we'll, we'll let Trey zoom in on his career when he's retired and he wants to talk about all that. Uh, but for now, the World Baseball Classic has been very exciting. Mexico, Japan tonight. I'm rooting upset. Mexico's got the sauce a little bit. Um, I guess I'm rooting for either way because Japan USA would be a blast too. Yeah, both matchups would be fantastic. Border war with Mexico I crushed guess. us the first time they faced them. All that kind of too real. Um, a little real. So uh, with that, we got a lot going on this week. Next week's opening day, I did just send a text message to Foolish Baseball. Maybe we'll go over that Foolish 50 with them. Um, maybe we won't. So, love you guys, and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Watch everything. Bye.